Welcome to Emily Rose Meditations. I'm your host, Emily, and today we'll be engaging Julian of Norwich to help us remember God's enduring character and his acts in our own lives and those of others. This is the sixth chapter of Julian of Norwich's short text entitled Revelations of Divine Love. Take a deep breath, and wherever you are, Let your shoulders relax, let your attention settle, and I invite you to open your heart to these words. This showing was made to teach our souls to be wise and cling to the goodness of God. And at that point, our usual way of praying came into my thoughts, how usually Because we do not understand or know about love, we pray indirectly. And then I saw that it really honors God more and gives more joy if we ask him to answer our prayers through his own goodness and cling to it by his grace with the true understanding and loving steadfastness than if we approach him through all the intermediaries that hearts can devise. For all these intermediaries are diminishing. We are not giving God full honor, but his own goodness is everything. There is nothing lacking. And this is what came into my thoughts at that time. We pray to God by his holy flesh, and by his precious blood, his holy passion, his glorious death and wounds, and all the blessed kindness, the unending life we have from these, is his goodness. And we pray to him by the love of the sweet mother who bore him, And all the help we have from her is from his goodness. And we pray by the holy cross upon which he died, and all the strength and help we gain from the cross is from his goodness. And in the same way, all the help that is given to us by special saints and by all the blessed company of heaven, the precious love and unending friendship that we receive from them, we receive from his goodness. For in his goodness, God has ordained a great many excellent means to help us, of which the chief and principal one is the blessed humanity which he took from the Virgin with all the means which went before and come afterwards, which belong to our redemption and our eternal salvation. Therefore, it pleases him that we should seek and worship him in these intermediate ways, while understanding and knowing that he is the goodness of all. For the goodness of God is the highest object of prayer, and it reaches down into our lowest need 
It quickens our soul and gives it life. And it makes it grow in grace and virtue. It is nearest nature and readiest in grace. For it is the same grace which the soul seeks and always will seek until we truly know him who has enclosed us in himself. For he does not despise what he has made, nor does he disdain to serve us in the simplest task that belongs by nature to our bodies. Through love of the soul, which he has made in his own likeness, for as the body is clad in the cloth, and the flesh in the skin, and the bones in the flesh, and the heart in the chest, so are we, body and soul, clad in the goodness of God and enclosed in it, yes, and more inwardly, because all these things may waste and wear away, but God's goodness is always strong and incomparably near to us. For truly, our loving God wants our souls to cling to him with all their might and wants us to cling to his goodness forever. For of everything the heart could devise, this is what most pleases God and most readily benefits us. For our soul is so specially loved by him that it is highest that it surpasses the knowledge of all beings. That is to say that there is no being made that can know how much and how sweetly and how tenderly our maker loves us. And therefore, with his grace and his help, we may stand and gaze at him in the spirit with unending amazement at this high, surpassing, inestimable love that Almighty God has for us in his goodness. And therefore, we may reverently ask our loving friend whatever we wish. For our natural wish is to have God, and God's good wish is to have us. And we can never stop wishing or longing until we fully and joyfully possess him. And then we shall wish for nothing more, for he wants us to be absorbed in knowing and loving him until the time when we reach fulfillment in heaven. And that is why this lesson of love was shown with all that follows, as you will see. For the strength and the foundation of everything was shown in this first vision. For, of all else, beholding and loving our Maker makes the soul see itself as most puny and most fills it with reverent awe and true meekness, with abundance of love for its fellow Christians. Much of this chapter is concerned with prayer. The style that Julian uses in her writing puts in mind the structure and repetitions of a traditional Christian prayer called the litany. 
like many similar prayers and prayer books and throughout Christian history, it's a set of petitions that reminds God, and probably more importantly, reminds the person who is praying, of all the ways that God has been faithful and acted with love and with sacrifice throughout history, with the purpose that God and the reader would remember and trust that the same would be true in the future, too. We could even create our own little litanies if we wanted to. Perhaps you want to do that today or even right now, spending a few moments to bring to mind times in your past when you felt at the edge of yourself and how God may have showed up for you right there. These memories can serve us as a talisman to help us trust that the God who showed up before will show up again, just as this same God has shown up for his people for thousands and thousands of years. Thank you for joining me. The peace of Christ be with you.